I want to talk about the fact that there is only one power. There's one power alone that really acts. Just one. Not two, not three, not four. Just one power. Now, man has a body. And he is also, he also has a subjective life. He actually has a spirit. So man has a body, a soul, and spirit. And this body and soul and spirit represents a point where individuality is accentuated into or in universality. It is only through this conception that we arrive at a consciousness of unity of the whole. In other words, if I have one mind and you have one mind and God has another mind, we could say there there's three separate minds I cannot talk with you and you cannot talk with God if your mind and my mind were not the same mind we would have no way by which to communicate with each other so we are forced to the conclusion that there is but one mind each individual however is a unique variation in the universe. No two people are alike, and yet all people are rooted in that which is identical. So I just want to set you up to understand that we are operating from one source, one mind, one body, one soul, individualized. And if we could understand that, it will eradicate a lot of the fears and a lot of the concerns that we have when things don't manifest as quickly as we want them to. All right, so let's let's get started. Let's go to the readers. So looking for two readers. Second John verses two to four and first Corinthians chapter two verses ten to fourteen. First reader. It says for the truth's sake which dwelleth in us and shall be with us forever. Grace be with you, mercy and peace. From God the Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father in truth and love. I rejoice greatly that I found of thy children walking in truth as we have received a commandment from the Father. Praise be to God. Next reader. But God have revealed them unto us by his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of man, save the Spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, 
but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Amen. Praise be to God. We recognize then in man's self-knowing mind his unity with the whole. The scripture just told us. So we recognize in man's self-knowing mind his unity with the whole. For while a drop is not the ocean, we would say we are like a drop in the ocean. So while a drop is not the ocean, yet it does contain within itself all the attributes of the limitless depth. Man's self-knowing mind is the instrument which perceives reality. And know or realize truth. Your self-knowing mind is what allows you to realize truth and what allows you to know truth. All illumination, all illumination, all inspiration, all realization must come through the self-knowing mind in order to manifest in man. understand it just understand what I'm saying and you will see how an enlightenment will happen within you all illumination all light all inspiration all realization must come through the self-knowing mind in order to manifest in you it must come through our self-knowing mind vision intuition revelation proclaim themselves through man's self-knowing mind and the saints and wisdom and the savior and christ and prophets and seers and the wise and the learned all have consciously perceived and proclaimed this fact you may get a vision you may get some kind of intuition. You may get a revelation, but it has to come through your self-knowing mind. You hear me? All illumination, inspiration, realization must come through the self-knowing mind in order to manifest in man or in mankind. Visions. Intuitions, revelation, they all proclaim themselves through man's self-knowing mind. And the saints and the wisdoms and the Savior and Christ and the prophets and the seers and all the wise and learned that have gone before us consciously perceive and proclaim this fact. Every evidence of human experience, all acts of kindness, and mercy have interpreted themselves through man's self-knowing mind. Now we say that all good things come from God. 
So it comes it come from God, but it has to come through your mind. You get me? In order to for you to feel the experience of it. Now, so let, let, let me say this again. Every evidence of human experience, all acts of kindness and mercy, have interpreted themselves through man's self-knowing mind. All that we consciously know, say or think, feel or believe, hope or long for, fear or doubt, is some reaction of the self-knowing mind. Are you getting me somebody? All we consciously know, say or think, feel or believe, hope or long for, fear or doubt, is some reaction of the self-knowing mind. Subjective memories we have and unexpressed emotions we feel but to the self knowing mind alone come realization. You have some memories and some things and unexpressed emotions that are deeply buried. They knew, yes, but they're deeply buried. But to the self knowing mind alone comes realization. Without this capacity to consciously know, Man would not exist as an express being. Hear me somebody. Without the capacity to consciously know. Man would not exist as an express being. And so far as we are concerned. Would not exist at all. The self-knowing mind of man proclaims itself with every thought, deed or act. Hear me. The self-knowing mind of man proclaims itself in every thought, deed, or act and is truly the only guarantee of his divinity. It is his unity with the whole or God on the conscious side of life and is an absolute guarantee that he is a center of God consciousness in this vast whole. If you want to be part of God consciousness, you have to recognize it. We all say then that in spirit, man is one with God. But what of the great law of the universe? If we are really one with the whole, we must be one with the whole. And one meaning we must be one with the law of the whole. You hear me? Yeah, listen, listen. If you could understand the, the, these puzzles, you'll be able to put them together with confidence. We say then that in spirit man, Remember we say man have a spirit, a soul, and a body. One with God. Spirit man is one with God. You say it all the time. I and my father are one. Spirit man is one with God. 
But what of the great law of the universe? If we are really one with the whole, we must be one with the law of the whole. You are part of everything. If you, you are dropping the ocean, you must a drop, yes, but all the attributes of that ocean, you carry them as well. So, as well as one with the Spirit. So, you're not only one with the whole, but you're one with the law and you're one with the Spirit. In the subjective mind of man, we find a law obeying his word. The servant of his spirit. We talked about this before. In the subjective mind of man, we find a law obeying his word. The servant of his spirit. The mental law of his being. The creative factor within him. That is our individual use of that greater subjective mind of the universe, which is the seat of all law in action. Marvelous as this concept may be, it is, it is nonetheless true that man has at his disposal in what he calls his subjective mind a power which is limitless. Man thoughts becomes the law of his life. Hear me somebody. All this fancy word and fancy drama and trying to break it down to tell you that your thoughts becomes the law of your life. So man thoughts become the law of his life through the one great law of all life. Because if you're connected, if you and your father are one, then you're connected to the law. You're connected to the Holy Spirit. You are part of it. There are no two subjective minds. There is but one subjective mind. And what we call our subjective mind is really the use we are making of this one law. Each individual maintains his identity in law through his personal use of the law. And each is drawing life, you're drawing from life what he thinks into it. I know if you're understanding me now. All right, let me say this again. If you could if you could understand this, you will understand how important your thoughts are. Please, if you find somebody who is having a drama, recognize that they have not yet arrived. Don't beat upon them. Recognize that they haven't um they, they're not arrived to your to your level of consciousness yet. You recognize that they are in process don't beat upon them don't criticize them don't put them down state your truth alright so let's, let's let's go through this again let me see if you can get this alright in the subjective mind of man we find a law obeying his word alright there's a law 
that obeys your word, the servant of his spirit, the mental law of his being, the creative factor within him. This is our individual use of the greater subjective mind of the universe, which is the seat of all law and action. Marvelous as this concept may be, it is nonetheless true that man has at his disposal in what he calls his subjective mind a power which is limitless. Man thoughts becomes the law of his life through the great law of all life. There are not two subjective minds. There is but one subjective mind. And what we call our subjective mind is really the use we are making of this one law. So we call in it our subjective mind. But it is it, the use we're making of this one law. Remember last week I told you this one law is neutral. If you look at the electricity, if you look at the law of electricity, electricity will cook your food, which is nice. It will also burn down your house. If it will burn down your house, it will cook your food, yes. And it will warm you when you're cold, yes. It will do all those nice things. It will also do destructive things. It depends on how you use the law. The, 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 the law doesn't think and adjust itself. You think and adjust. And the law adjusts to your thoughts. Don't. All is God. God gives you the rules. And it's up to you how you use it. Use it constructively and properly, you succeed. Use it destructively and you will pay the price. Each individual maintains his identity in law through his personal use of the law. And each is drawing from life what he thinks into it. So if you think yourself a vagabond and you behave like a vagabond, well, you identify as a vagabond. And the world sees you as a vagabond. But if you think yourself as, as respectable, as honest, regardless of if some ill may happen, truth will always supersede ill. So whatever ill, it will not pull you down because truth will always supersede ill. It's like it's like with you, you know, you're playing cards and they, some cards they call it the trump, and the trump can take any card. So to learn how to think is to learn how to live. To learn how to think again. That is why it's so important to send your children to school. They've got to learn how to think. 
to learn how to think is to learn how to live. Man, by thinking, can bring into his experience whatever he desires if he thinks correctly. This is not done by holding thoughts, but by knowing the truth. When you're holding thoughts, you're trying to use your will. You cannot sustain that. You can't hold your will for that long. But by knowing the truth, you develop a belief inside of you. And that is where you get right results or correct results. There's a vast difference. A difference which is too few realize. So, let me say this again. To learn how to think is to learn how to live. Man, by thinking, can bring into his experience whatever he desires if he thinks correctly. This is not done by holding thoughts, but by knowing the truth. There's a vast difference. A difference which too few realize. Now, how are we going to reconcile suffering and lack? Because somehow this always comes up. How are we going to reconcile suffering and lack with the goodness of God? The difficulty is solved when we realize that all creation is an effect. It's only recently I got some enlightenment around this. It is real enough, as real as it's supposed to be. As you look around you, the mountain is a mountain and the molehill is a molehill. The dust storm is a dust storm. But the snow is the snow. But they are all effects. All of that is an effect. As you enter your garden, as, as the spring comes, as you observe maple tree or whatever kind of tree or whatever kind of fruit trees, as, as the many variations you have, all these are d- different types of forms. You see it rooted in the one creative soil. All these trees are trying to get two pear trees to grow in my backyard. All these different trees, all these different plants, they're rooted in one creative soil. And each is individualizing out of his creative soul that which is unique. The type maintains its integrity always. We observe in creation an atomic intelligence. Then a simple consciousness. After which comes a personal consciousness. Then a cosmic consciousness. These variations of consciousness are definitely defined and accepted by most by most people. As we watch the transition from the automatic 
to the simple intelligence, from the simple to the personal, from the personal to the cosmic. We find that we are merely going up in scales of unity. The spirit is not something apart from matter, so-called, but is something working through matter. The potential possibility of what we call the highest and the lowest is inherent in everything. I have a concept. I got a revelation, but I'm afraid to tell you guys. Honest to goodness, I'm afraid. Because you guys might stone me. I'm afraid to say, I, I don't I don't want to see it yet. I would love to see it, but I don't want to see it yet. They are not different. They are not different things. All these all these these the the spirit is not something apart from matter. Because if you if you if you don't form the thing in spiritual consciousness first, it cannot be experienced. Everything comes from an intelligence. Everything. Everything you give birth to comes from an intelligence. So the spirit is not something apart from matter, but it's something working through matter. The potential possibility of what we call the highest and the lowest is inherent in everything. They're not different things. They're the same thing functioning at different levels. It is neither low, there are no low here. For behold, the kingdom of God is within. There are different mental depths and highs from which we may look out upon life. From whatever level we look, that which we can see comes back to us through the law of attraction. Look out on life. Look on, oh, close your eyes and look on your life. Because you're looking at your life. The life you're looking at is based on your experiences. It's based on your emotions. It's based on all these things, yes? But if you could, if you could allow yourself to recognize the oneness with God. Allow yourself to recognize that you are one with this universal spirit. That there's only one spirit and one law and one consciousness. In they're individualized, yes, but but you are part of that. Then you will see you don't have to worry. That which we look upon is real. While we look at it, we arrive at a consciousness of unity only in such degree as we see what we are looking for. We are looking with and looking at whatever it is that we are looking for, looking with or looking at. Once you realize, once you consciously realize there's a possibility that could manifest heaven is lost 
merely for the lack of a perception of harmony. Heaven is lost for the lack of a perception of harmony. Hell is the phantom of our morbid imaginations. You hear me? Hell is the phantom of our morbid imaginations. Heaven and hell are state of consciousness. They're state of consciousness. We should grasp the idea, grasp the idea of the universal subject, subject minus which we're talking about, the potential for all things, the divine creative medium. This is the principle through which we are to demonstrate the healing of the body, the healing of conditions and its acts. This is, this is where you have, it is the law of cause and effect. When we think, we think from conscious intelligence or spirit. When we think, we think from conscious intelligence or spirit. And remember you're connected. So your thoughts could go even further. The thought then becomes subjectified. It goes into the subconscious mind. What is man's subconscious mind? If I say when we think, we think from conscious intelligence or spirit. So when we think, we think it's from spirit. Because you can't feel it. Well, you could feel your thoughts. You can't touch your thoughts. So when we think, we think from conscious intelligence or spirit. The thought then becomes subjectified. It goes into the subconscious mind. What is the subconscious mind? It is his atmosphere or mental center in the universal subjectivity. It is held in our physical body that there's no... You know, philosophers say that there's no such thing as your subjective mind and my subjective mind, meaning, meaning two. For this would mean duality. But there is such a thing as the subjective state of my thought and your thought in mind. So we have different states. I, my state could be more, could be harmonious. Somebody else could be less. This should be seen clearly for this is where psychology and all these metaphysics and all this other thing, they go, they go crazy with this kind of a thinking. But when we think, when we think, you're not just thinking in your little head. This is the whole point I'm trying to make here. When we think, we think into a universal creative medium. So it's not just you individualize. Your thoughts have an effect on on a lot of things that you you don't know. When we think, we think into a universal creative medium, a receptive, a plastic medium which surrounds us on all sides and which 
permeates and flows through us. When we think, we must do think into and upon it since it is omnipresent. So watch your thoughts. Stop beating up on yourself. Stop the pity party. Stop it. Because when you think, you're thinking into a creative, a creative medium. You hear me? You know what creative means? It's forming something. It's molding something. As each subjectify a consciousness about himself, he is surrounding himself with a mental atmosphere and nothing can enter this except through the avenues of his own thought. But this thought might be conscious or unconscious. In most cases, it is unconscious. However, in, we can still control the stream of thought that we allow to enter into our creative mentality. Because if something not so kosher happens to get into you unconsciously, you had a weak moment, your guard was down and you allow something to bother you. When that thing comes up, you can put that thing in your place. Put it in its place. Stop this already. Get behind me. Stop this. I am better than that. You get behind me. Talk to the hand. So you could control the stream of thought that you allow to enter into your creative mentality. But I really want you to understand that when we think, we think into a universal creative medium, a receptive and plastic medium which surrounds us on, on all sides which permeates and flows through us. When we think, we must and do think and upon it since it is omnipresent. Your thoughts are more important than you know. And there is one power, one God to which we are a part of. Recognize that. Forget what the world says. You recognize your greatness. Recognize it. And then watch God open up some doors for you. You don't know what is around the corner. You have no idea what is around the corner. But if you allow yourself to realize that you are divinely connected, you have a hookup. Watch and see. Watch and see your life. Watch and see. Please watch your thoughts. Don't put on anybody. Don't allow nobody to abuse you. Don't allow anybody to walk all over you. Don't fret. State your positions and move on. That's it. God bless you. I will stop here tonight. I hope you get something out of this.
God bless you all. I love you all. Amen.